Baba Basra, Per Gimel, Mishnehei 3.5. So up to now we've been talking about Chazkas Sabatim establishing a presumptive ownership. And the basic idea was that if you have a contest, an argument over who has rights to some piece of property, so we'll assume that the original owner has the rights unless the person who's currently using it um, says he's been there for three years. He, he claims he has legitimate reason why he was entitled to be there for three years, these past three years, and that the Marakama, the original owner, didn't complain. So, for example, I'm giving a specific example because I'm going to contrast our mission here. If I set up a, a storage shed in your backyard, that's objectionable. A normal person would object over that. You would say, no, what are you doing setting up a storage shed in my backyard? If I have a shed there for three years, and after three years you try to kick me off, and I go to the bed and I say, listen, we had a deal. He gave me rights to be there. I don't know. We were playing poker, and I won the game. He, I don't have a contract or whatever the story is. It doesn't matter. The point is I have a tina. I say, you agreed to let me keep my storage shed there. And the bezin's like, okay. And if that weren't true, the question is where have you – why haven't you complained for the last three years? Then the bezin would believe the machzik, me, who's put my storage shed there, because a normal person doesn't let his neighbor put a storage shed – without authorization in his backyard for three years. It's not, a, it's not a thing. Okay, now, things are a little different if you're talking about a shutfis, a partnership, and that's the context of our mission over here. If you and I have a shared backyard, okay, we both have, we both have uh, like, you know, doors leading to the, to the backyard, and we share our backyard equally. Now, shutfis in halacha means that both of the partners have rights to the whole thing. So the whole backyard is mine and the whole backyard is yours. So meaning that my kids can play wherever they want in the backyard and so can yours kids, okay? Now, if I bring stuff into the backyard, I keep my bike there on a particular place um, so your kids can't play where my bike is, okay? And I'm keeping my bike there for years. If I, if you say, listen, can you please move your bike? My kid wants to play there. And I say, no, I have rights to be here. My bike's been here for three years and, and uh, you know, you never seen it now because I'm allowed to be here. So the Bezdin, if that went to Bezdin, wouldn't say, no, a normal person would have objected. And the fact that the non-bike owner didn't object for three years proves he authorized it. That's not the case. Since we both have rights to use the backyard, the fact you put a bike there and you've been keeping there for a long time, so what? I figured, listen, the bike, get the, the non-bike owner figures, listen, at any time he wants, he can just ask his neighbor to move his bike if he should ever need the spot. Like, it's not a permanent fixture. So what's the big deal? And yeah, it was there for years, but now he changes his mind. Since the point here is, therefore, that since for a non-permanent fixture, um, partners aren't expected to complain if the other partner uses it, since we're both allowed to use the backyard. So therefore, the the point being raised in Bezdin, that, well, he never complained for three years, doesn't prove anything, because a normal shutov, a normal partner, wouldn't complain for such a thing. Okay. So our mission is going to differentiate between um, temporary usages, which even if it's like a bike been there for many years, but it could be you know easily the bike could be parked to the other side of the of the backyard forevermore with you know with a snap of a finger, so to speak, and permanent things like if I you know built a permanent bike storage shed in the backyard to keep my bike. Obviously, that's like that's not going to just move like the snap of a finger. I built it into the ground. It's attached there. It's part of the. You know, it's part of the backyard. It's part. It's a fixture, and there, um, the one, one, one uh, partner would object um, to the other partner taking over the backyard in a permanent way with the bike shed, um, or he, if he didn't object, that would indicate that he allows it. Now, there's a big machlokas here, um, exactly how this works. Okay, 
with partners. According to the Bartanura, um, who goes with, I'll call it the Tosvos and, and the other Ashkenazi posting basically. So um, it's working the exact same way as Chezka Sabatim. The point is, you can't just because you put your shed up there doesn't make it yours. You have to have rights too. So it's, it's the three years of non-complaint regarding the shed in the partner's shared backyard um, serves as a raya, a proof to his claim that the other partner gave him permission to use that space. It's not just that he gets to use it by squatting there, okay? It's the same as if he gets to have a taina, a claim. I'm entitled to this space in the backyard because you gave that authorization. And the proof, I have no other proof other than uh, it's been there three years and a normal person would have complained in three years and you didn't complain. Okay, that's how the bartender learns. Um, and that's how the Ramah Paskins. The Ramah learns that it's a little different. Partners are good, fine, but you know, good fence make good neighbors. You can't yet set down the rules. If one partner just sets up in the backyard that's supposed to be for everyone a big shed to store his bike and it's permanently there, the other partner's going to complain right away. He's not going to let that slide for a long time. So if he doesn't let it complain right away, that means he's letting it. Even, and that's the Rama learns, so therefore there's no three-year issue with regards to setting up a chazaka for partners. Um, and more than that, it's not, it's not like a just simply a raya proof that he actually had formal authorization to use it. It's simply that the the other should the other partner waived his rights, and therefore the guy who built the shed is entitled to be there. And uh, he because the because the other partner waived his rights, and that happens immediately if he doesn't complain. I don't know exactly how fast immediately is. There's a discussion there, but anyways, quickly. Not not not. We're not talking years. We're not talking three years by any means. Okay, so according to the Rambam, and therefore the Machaber passing this way, if you have partners, and someone sets up a permanent fixture that can't be like moved easily, and the neighbor doesn't complain, the the, the co-partner doesn't complain, so then um, he gets rights to it, you know, in perpetuity, he gets those rights. Which would mean, just speaking it out, um, in both cases, once the Shutaf gets, once the partner gets rights to keeping his shed, so they still were partners up in the time. Meaning, if there's a hundred square feet in the yard to split, so when they, you know, when they, I don't know, if they rent it out to somebody else, they sell it to somebody else, so they're still going to split the proceeds 50 50. Um, it's just that, it's just that of the, and if they would say, if they had it in Chalukah, if they would divide it in half, the guy with the shed would still get a total of only 50 square feet, total. Um, but uh, he gets the piece that he sort of staked his claim on because he's going to suggest that he was entitled to do so either according to Bartunura, there was a formal agreement according to Rambam, which is simply, uh, he just uh, tacitly agreed because he let me do it. And that was that, he waived his rights. Okay, so that's the gist of our mission. So again, the bottom line is our mission is going to differentiate between two different kinds of things. Things which are, I'll call them temporary usages, which can be changed at the, you know, quickly and easily. And permanent usages, which can't be claimed quickly and easily, which a person would, would object to um, more readily, whether it's promptly or in three year, within three years, um, according to the Tupshatim. So here the mission says, El devarm she'eshlem chazaka ve'el devarm she'enlem chazaka. We're giving me examples of usages of a shared property that would or wouldn't um, establish chazaka, meaning if there's no complaint for three years, according to the Baratanur, then uh, that's a proof that he is entitled to be there. So here are the temporary things that don't make chazaka. He's keeping his animal in the backyard. 
or a tanur v'kiraim. He's keeping like a kind of oven or stove or something. Again, this is not cemented to the ground. It's like, think of a barbecue, which could roll in and roll elsewhere in the bar, in the backyard if you wanted it to. Ve'rechayim, this is like a hand mill. It could, it could be relocated very easily, not cemented to the ground, like a permanent mill. Umegadol tarnagolin, or there's chickens running around in the backyard. Venoslo zivlo b'chatzer, or he just keeps a pile of manure in the backyard because he wants for fertilizer. And all those things, eno chazaka, eno chazaka, they don't establish a chazaka because as partners, it's not unreasonable for the partner to sort of say, fine, you can keep your chickens here for as long as you want till I need the place. And that can go on for years, that doesn't mean he waived anything formally, okay? Aval, however, the following things are now permanent structures, which a normal partner would object to, uh, and therefore they could make a chazaka to give the other partner his rights to stay there. If not just he's not just keeping an animal in the backyard, but he actually makes like a f- enclosure that has like a wall around it ten tefachim high, so that's a permanent enclosure. Or if he has an enclosure that, or it cements down to the ground, the oven or the stove. Or if there's like a formal big mill for grinding over there, that's not just a portable hand mill, but like a fixed to the ground larger mill. So he's taking a fix; they can't just be you know removed easily. Or if if it's indoor, an indoor partnered area, and the guy, one not, one partner lets the other partner bring chickens in, chickens make a big mess wherever they go, they poop everywhere. So the point is that no normal person would let that slide um, unless he authorized it. That's the thought. Um, or if he there's a designated area in the shared courtyard, which is there for keeping manure, the zevil, the fertilizer, but it's not just like being piled up. There's actually like a special place carved out for it, either three tefachim deep in the backyard or three tefachim elevated, like a platform in the backyard. So it's a constructed, designated person, purpose, constructed, designated place for the purpose of keeping that manure. So then harezu, chazaka, all these things are considered to establish a chazaka because they're the kind of thing that are permanent and formal structures, which a partner would be normally object to if they were not, um, if, if he didn't find it acceptable.